Hello, ladies and gentlemen out there in Radioland. This is Those Muckrakers coming to you live once again through the power of the internet. I'm Pat. Uh, and I'm Pete. And this is episode 102. And in this week's episode, we have a lot more listener mail. We have impeachment news. We have uh, a virus that's going to wipe out humanity news. And All we right. have uh, some other stuff. Let's start Let's start with the virus real quick. Because already, anytime there's like, I feel like a legitimate grievance or something, there's always the internet outsiders, you know what I mean? That are like, mm. Um, so this uh, coronavirus started in China at a... Uh, open air like uh like seafood and like basically just like an open air like butcher bazaar right you could go get anything live animals dead animals like lizards snakes monkeys whatever anything you wanted to eat if you wanted to kill it yourself it was there so anyway this virus got picked up that sounds like a breeding ground for uh, a coronavirus that could wipe out humanity and turn us all into the last of us well most most viruses uh like start like or at least that's the way like the deadly ones like um what do you call it? Uh, AIDS and HIV that that came from like bush meat. Somebody got infected from eating bush meat. Uh, so anyway, it's an upper respiratory infection. It can you know it can be spread really easily, lead to death. Uh, they don't really have numbers on how contagious or what its mortality rate is because it's so new. So there's no you know no one has any any in, uh, what do you call it um, immunities to it. It's a brand new virus. Uh, it's spreading like, like spreading like crazy. You know. They're trying to quarantine off the general area that um, it started at, but that's like 80 million people, and we've already confirmed about 5 million people left the quarantine zone before it was quarantined. Well, you also so... would assume that China was really good at just making entire groups of people disappear. Maybe, but 5 million? thats yeah. I think that's a bit beyond even their capacity. That's very so I true. believe that they're lying about how... Uh, oh, absolutely. Oh, fucking absolutely they are, because like they came out and they were like, no, everything is good, we're fine here. And then they were like, okay, some people have it. Okay, some other people have died, but everything's everything's right good about, here. What, 48 deaths now? Something like that. They're like Han Solo with the reactor leak, where they're like, what is going on? Nothing, a small reactor malfunction. How are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Xi Jinping is like, oh, Balda, what do you <laughs> think we should do, Eeyore? And so, his friend Piglet's like, oh, da 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 dear. Yeah, so it's already spread to Europe, America. It's out. Uh, so what annoys me about it is uh, I saw this thing where people are like, you know what? Mm, the flu is already here, and it kills way more people than this new. So we should really be con- you know, worried about the flu. And I'm like, <clears throat> right. Um, so I mean, we know flu mortality rates. We have some kind of research on the flu. We have uh, vaccines for the flu. We don't have anything for this new virus, you idiot. Like, Yeah, that sounds like whenever you're trying to talk about like a problem that exists in the world and people are all like, why are you talking about that when this yeah. other problem the exists? Internet, mm. The internet reduces everything into the Starbucks war on Christmas cup argument. Yeah. doesn't matter what it is. It's one side is like... Now, there's a it's war like, on Christmas. The other side goes, you're just being reactionary. In fact, it's called Saturnalia. It's a pagan. <laughs> oh, bitch, this is a new super virus. You know how exciting that is? That's extremely exciting because I'm a huge fan of I Am Legend and 28 Days Later and shit like that. So uh, it's time yeah. for me to put my uh, zombie plan into effect. Well, I feel like it's going to be... The problem with those movies is like, I think it's going to be less like that. And more like the the stand, except there's no Mother Abigail. We all just we all just randomly die of plague wherever we're at, I, you know. I think I think Wesley's going to be everyone's Mother Abigail. No, I'm no, I'm 108 no. years old. I make my own pizza bread still. Wes, Wesley is 100 percent Tom Collins. 
Like to the to the T. Everybody all wearing that smells pizza bread. I am certain that Wesley has said laws yes multiple times. Probably. M M O N. M M O N. That spells M O O N. I did enjoy recently, Wesley. There's a new story about um, men are trying to taste soy sauce by dunking their balls in it. Why? Tall balls a... don't have um, flavor senses unless they are then putting their balls in their mouth. There was a really, really long, like, peer-reviewed journal that said, like, you have taste buds on your scrotum or something like that. No, you don't. What? Or at least the same kind of cells, but they don't work uh. the same way. Anyway, so people are dunking their nuts in soy sauce. So that's what's, that's what's happening. So that's why I think we deserve this plague, honestly. I, I'm a nut? Because, like... You know, what are you going to do with them at that point? You have to get in the shower at that point, right? Like, you can't just, like, wipe them off and put them back in your pants. I mean, you can. Uh, you can, but, like, then if you don't wipe it well, then it's, like, all over. Not everybody's Thins. weird. Not everybody's weird like you, Pat. Some people are okay with soy sauce on their balls. I guess so. Maybe I'm the strange one. Like, maybe people like extra salty balls. You know, now that I say that, I realize, yeah, probably a lot of people are. But still, I digress. Yeah, no, people are dumb. Those are probably the same people that are like, mm, it's not actually, uh, you know, we should be worried about the flu. Mm. Yeah, fuck mm. you guys. Ph- Phoenicians uh, are from Finland. <laughs> so while that's <laughs> happening, by the way, um, uh, Oregon Congressman Greg Walden cheers Trump's move to lift water protections. So Ugh. apparently there are these EPA protections on not year-round waterways like snowmelt and stuff that go into the water. Right. It's part of the Clean Water Protections Act. Uh, so he's rolling back these rules, uh, and so to to help the farmers, to oh. help to, to help the farmers. Yeah. Uh, but the people that actually most benefit from like uh, rolled back regulations are fucking developers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's always who it's for. Like they always say they're doing it yeah. for the little guy, but they're always actually doing it for the big business because it's the big business that pays them the big bucks to actually get stuff done. Like anything that actually helps people gets locked up in the Senate forever. Like there's a stack of what, uh, 270 bills or something right now that would help the people that the Democrats in the House have passed that Mitch McConnell's not even going to look at. He just stacks them up on his desk. Uh, they're never going to go through the Senate. They're never going to be introduced. They're never going to be debated on. He doesn't give a shit about helping anyone except for huge businesses that directly give him kickbacks. And there's nothing we can do about it because that's how politics works. Yep. So basically, it's it's rolling back protections to all these rivers and tributaries that feed into major water systems that then go into our bodies. So uh, that's the kind of shit that he's uh, he's doing while while being impeached. We don't even um, need China's coronavirus. We'll have our own. Grown right here in America. Well, the fact that Flint doesn't have water, and I don't know how many years it's been, Flint, that's right, uh, a, major, a major American city still does not have clean drinking water. I'm or, no, it's been, it's been six years, actually. Six years six, now. Six years, and a major American city that we all know about still doesn't have clean drinking water. Because it was around, I'm pretty sure it was around um, 2014? Because I remember, like, it happened around the time that um, Larry Wilmore had his show on Comedy Central. Oh, which, yeah. That yeah, it, he, And uh, he talked about it the entire time he had his show, uh, even long after it was out of the main news headlines. And that's something I liked about Larry's show, was that he didn't let important shit fall out of the headlines. He made sure that people kept remembering that Flint, Michigan still doesn't have water right up to his last episode. And his last episode aired before Trump's presidency, so yeah. it might have been 2015, five years but anyway, Michigan has or Flint, Michigan has been without 
clean drinking water for that long. And they haven't had drinking water because of an extremely corrupt, what was it, governor, mayor? Something whatever like that. title. Uh, whatever it was, he just decided to use shitty pipes to um, to save a buck, and they um, Well, just... no, he decided to just like use a different water source, but it corroded the pipes, and once those pipes right. start corroding... Right, I remember that it was something about the pipes corroding. Yeah. Once the pipes start corroding because of that, you have to replace all the pipes. And you would only have to do it once, and it would be fixed. But just no one's ponied up the money. Yeah, uh, they're not gonna. They're not gonna budget, and uh, all the people dying from uh, water sickness won't budge their decision. Won't budget their decision. So, uh, in other news, so we're just we're running through fun news here. Uh, cop who urinated on girl as she waited for school bus gets prison time and loses job. Why did he decide to do that? Well, it says uh, he's getting a four and a half year prison sentence. He admitted to urinating on a twelve year old girl after she refused. What? Yeah, she was 12. After she refused to get in his car at a bus stop. Why is he trying to pick up 14-year-old girls? She wasn't 14. She was 12. 12, 12, whatever. Why is he trying to pick up 12-year-old girls? Well, and then, did he Wait, did he pee out the window? Well, hold or on. Did he, he gets, like, get out and was like, now hold still a minute. It gets even better. Uh, he was off duty. Uh, his name is uh, Nanta Watia, I think. So Nanta Watia... Uh, the cop, he was off duty. He drove up to the girl as she waited for the bus to take her to school, and he asked her if she needed a ride. Uh, the girl refused his offers, and he drove away. He then returned on foot, pulled out his cell phone, and recorded himself as he urinated on her, according to the court records. Um, Why would he record the evidence for the court? The girl yelled at him, What is your problem? And he responded with, What's wrong, bitch? Uh, court records say. He continued to record video with his cell phone as he walked away. Uh, a resident nearby called police to report a suspicious person that was later identified as uh, Nanawatia. Um, this person was looking into cars around the same time, just wandering around being weird. Uh, so the police put it together. DNA taken from the girl's clothes matched his, and she identified him in a photo lineup. Uh, so apparently the, uh, the Euclid Police Department did not take the girl's report seriously at first. I mean, of course not. No, the police never, like, actually look into their own. They always try to, like, shove it off to the side. Well, I don't think anybody knew he was a cop. Did he change out of his police uniform whenever he, like, pulled around the corner? Did he, well, like, no, change, he was, he was change off... and then... Oh, you miss, you miss small details. He was off duty the whole time. Oh, okay. He's, I was picturing, yeah. like, in his cop <laughs> Woo! In, in uh, get in. Yeah, no, I think he was just like, what's up? Uh, anyway, so this dude... I just I want more details from this case, honestly, because the only statement we have from him are him going, "I apologize to the victim, I take responsibility for my crime," and the prosecutor's uh, like, "Yeah, I don't believe you do because that's literally all you said." Yeah. Like, so, like, <laughs> I, why? Why did he? Was he on well, drugs? Uh, well, I mean, clearly he wanted to kidnap her, and God knows what else. But when he couldn't kidnap her, I guess he became frustrated and decided to pee on her. I guess so. Yeah. So uh, this brings us to, um, oh, there's some other stuff here that makes me mad, but I wanted to get to this uh, this court case uh, before we got to the uh, really great Dear Wesley mail that we have. Do you think um, that girl's mom drives her to school now, or does she still make her take the bus? I can guarantee that if my 12-year-old daughter got pissed on while waiting for the school bus, I would never let her alone to take the school bus ever again. If I had to hire yeah. somebody to go with her and then hire another private investigator to watch the person I hired to go with her, yeah, I would yeah. do it. Yeah. I, I, uh, I picture you like cheaping out and just hiring Wesley to go with her. Also, that way, whenever the cop comes to pee on her, he'd, Wesley would pee on the cop. Oh, no, you don't. Oh. Also, I wonder if you could pay somebody in prison to piss on this guy. 
Probably. I mean, they already don't like cops in prison, so... Just tell him that he's a, a serial pisser and uh, let the good times roll. Yeah, this guy's not going to do well in prison. He's pissing on 12-year-old girls and he's a cop. Mm, they don't like that in jail. Mm, they do not take... M-M-O-N, that spells they don't take kindly to that. All right, so the story I wanted your opinion on. Death row inmate Keith Tharp uh, died in prison for his execution. His wife's story leaves me conflicted. Uh, Keith Tharp uh, was convicted like three decades ago, back in 1991, I believe. Right. Scheduled to be executed in 2017. Basically, uh, what he did was his wife left him. So uh, he caught up at one point with his wife and I believe his sister-in-law uh, to drug the sister-in-law out of the car, executed her, then drove off with his wife, raped her uh, before eventually being caught. Um, right. And, like, he... there, There's no, like, there's no doubt, like, of his guilt, right? Like, it's 100% uh, certain that he committed this crime. Um, like, uh, he, you know, he'd been recently divorced and her fucking I'll kill you bitch, like, you know, uh, phone calls and stuff like that, violated a restraining order. Uh, anyway, this takes place in Georgia. Um, so he basically is convicted and sentenced to die. He got kind of a stay of execution because one of his jurors was an outspoken racist. Huh. Uh, one of the guys on his jury like was just like, yeah, man, uh, I don't think uh, black people have souls. Like he has, like he didn't say the word black people, but uh, he was a super duper Georgia racist. Did that um, not come up in the screening process? I think it did, and they were just like, eh, like, so there's well, this argument. It, it, it was Georgia, so they just let it slide. They're like, hey, he seems like only a mild racist sort, so yeah. that's pretty good from around these parts. So, they, so there's this argument that he had a racist juror and that he had a below-the-threshold um, IQ. He had an IQ of, like, 74. Yeah. A apropos for a racist? No, 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 not the racist, the murderer, uh, Tharp. Oh. <laughs> um... So, well, I mean, so the you legal... know what my stance. I mean, you know what my stance on um, execution sentences are, anyway. So, yeah, you know, they should have the rest of their lives to prove they're innocent if they've been, you know, if they're going to get executed. And if it takes a racist to get them off, then um, God bless your racist. You just saved a, a black man's life. Yeah, but the problem is, like Tharp, a hundred per. Like, I'm sorry, I should never say a hundred percent, but. I'll say 99 with a 99.9% .9 certainty murdered one woman and sexually assaulted another, like, in the span of, like, the same day. Um, right, but for every one person that we're absolutely certain of, there's a hell of a lot of people that just sort of get shuffled through the system as fast as possible. Prosecutors true. just sort of overwhelming some and you that's know, young what, and blood that's, defense attorney gets uh, an execution sentence just to make it look good on his card. And that's what the, that's what the argument was, like... Uh, so this system that where he was, this Tharp was kind of railroaded, even though he was most certainly guilty of heinous crime. Uh, so based on this system, the fact that like this guy wasn't struck from the jury pool, that they didn't respect the fact that his IQ was below the threshold uh, that the state holds for like, can you be held accountable for your actions? You know what I mean? Right. Um, all this stuff. And he was still, he'd lucky, I mean, luckily or unlucky, he died in prison before they could execute him. Um, but, like, he didn't get adequate legal representation, he couldn't afford an attorney, and the representation he received had been described as horrifyingly uninformed and unconcerned, and this was allowed in part because Tharp didn't understand what was going on. Uh, hmm. So, yeah, a total, a total sham of a trial that ended up convicting a guilty person. Uh, but, yeah, how many other people end up going to the electric chair or whatever because they have this exact same, you know, kind of representation? Uh, it was, that was interesting, and that was, my, that was my question, was, like, 
should Tharp have been, you know, like gotten a new trial or, you know, just kind of let it go because he definitely did this and we'll worry about it later? Uh, I mean, is he still going to prison or is he just a free man now? Oh, he's dead. He's dead. Okay. Sorry, oh, he died. Yeah, he, he died in prison of like complications from cancer before he could be uh, executed. Then, you know, we can't change what happened. So what's done is done. Yeah, but it does bring up a lot of interesting points in, like, you know, uh, the legal system about how people are often railroaded. They have inadequate, you know, representation and, like, nobody should have a... Nobody should have a racist on the jury. You know what I mean? Like, jury selection is one of those big things that needs to be reformed because there are some arbitrary laws about it, but, like, it's really like, kind, of, kind of the Wild West. I like what they said in a Let's Go to Prison where they say that, you know, your livelihood is has to be decided on by 12 people who aren't even smart enough to figure out how to get out of jury duty. And that guy's like, the jury do decimal system. Wait, no, that can't <laughs> be right. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that improvements to juries should be made. How would you feel about uh, people that were professional jurors as their jobs? I I would like that. I mean, but then there'd be like a whole, like, you got to go to school for God knows how many years to actually study the law and know what's going on. And um, how lawyers train would also be would also change to uh, know how to talk to these people. And then the lawyers would start building up, you know, like, relationships with the juries and that's true that would yeah. just make things more and more complicated i think the jury i think 100 percent. i think it should be more a jury of your peers so i think that your ethnicity age and education level should be taken into account so like if i went out and murdered somebody uh and i had a jury of my peers that... they would have to be white males with a master's degree uh you know what i mean like to make yeah, it for it to be if it's true peers then it would be people that are as much like you as possible i guess yeah 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 so you know what i mean like uh if i was you know um like if i was uh, oh they'd also i guess they'd have to be high school dropouts i'm trying to do an exact match here like getting a kidney yeah no nah, i mean i guess the way they do it's the best way we can because you know like i i don't know tell me riddle me this is there any real value in peers judging you like a bunch of 12 people off the streets that just happen to live close to where you live what is the real value in that in today's world um i think they're more likely to be sympathetic towards you uh i think that it's equally likely that uh they're pissed off that they have to serve in jury duty and they're out for blood and if the prosecutor is able to bamboozle them and make them believe their side of the story then you could get convicted when you did nothing wrong yeah that's true too you know our justice system doesn't do a very good job of of finding out the truth you know I would like, what I would like to do is abolish the jury system and then have the the judge, instead of being one judge, let it be a council of judges, like at least three, if not five, and then, you know, we go by majority decision of um, what the judges decide, I don't and then even, we still have a prosecutor and defense attorney so they can argue both sides for I don't the person, even, I don't but even I like, like a council of judges. I don't even like council of judges. I think that's too much like professional jurors. Kind of, but I mean... I just, I've seen so much judge misconduct and it's almost impossible to get rid of an errant, like, rogue judge. Right, but that's why the other four judges would hopefully not be rogues. Yeah, but I mean, we tried that with Supreme Court and look what we got, you know? 
Yeah, but I mean, it's because they're SCOTUS for life, and it takes so long uh, to uh, for one of them to just die off so that we can replace them. And if we happen to have a monster like Trump in the office when that happens, then, you know, rip freedom for 50 years. Yeah, so it's pretty, uh, uh, everything is upsetting. Um, so, everything uh, is awful. Everything's awful. Do we want to get to, I guess let's do impeachment news, and then we'll go into the Dear Wesley stuff. Uh, yeah, we could do that, or we could do the Dear Wesley stuff and then impeachment, actually, because we have a we probably don't have that much impeachment. So. That's true. Let's do Dear Wesley, and then by the end, we will let you know everything you need to know about impeachment that's happening right now. Which is not really. Oh, I guess there is the the John Bolton news that just came out. There's some stuff. There's some stuff. That that's like mega trending right now. It's like one point, or his name's been mentioned like one point five million times on Twitter. That's a those are huge numbers. Yeah. But uh, anyway. All right, so today's Dear Wesleys come from uh, a longtime listener, longtime fan, who has um, written in about three, three more instances of people that they know, and we will, or the names have been changed to uh, protect the uh, the innocent and the guilty. Alike. Yes, 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 yes. Because there's definitely some guilt to go around here. Oh yeah. Okay. Number one. What? Story number one. Barbara married her husband in her first year of college. They've been married for 10 years and have one child. She loves her husband like her friend, but she says she's never been physically attracted to him. Barbara claims she knows she'd never want him physically. Now, it's not that he's ugly, he's just not her type, but he's such a great guy. Good manners, thoughtful, awesome to her family, spoils her, and is madly in love with her from day one. However, she does fantasize quite a lot about strangers and coworkers. Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> I mean, uh, she knows she'll never betray her husband, but that she is a bit sad she'll live the rest of her life never being able to fulfill her physical desires. She's she's already... I'm sorry, I burped in the middle of that. I get angry and I guess I anger burp. She's already betraying her husband. Yeah, if, in her mind. If you want to fuck so badly that you are like having these like just fantasies... Uh, and there's nothing wrong with fantasies, don't get me wrong, but if you're having them because you don't or can't or won't fuck the person you're with, then that's kind of a betrayal because the intention to fuck someone else is already there whether you recognize it or not. Yep. I mean, I do wonder how long before uh, thoughts become action. I do hope that we'll get a follow-up to this, be like, well, she fucked the custodian. (laughs) Like, like she'll... Later in this um, story, it claims that, you know, she says that she'd never cheat on him, but I don't know. It's sort of like what Yoda said, you know, thoughts lead to banging your coworkers. <laughs> banging uh, your coworker leads <laughs> to the dark side. This is why... Suffering it does. This is why I'm very... I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of people getting married later in life. I think when you get married yeah. too early... And I don't believe in the trope about, like, you don't get to have all the crazy sex you want. No, I think mm. it's about finding out who you are. You know what I mean? And generally, yeah, you find out... Because, I mean, think about who you were back in high school. Would you want to be hanging out with that person today? I would not want to be stuck with the decisions he made marriage-wise. That's for <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like come on, kid. Uh, but, yeah, like, you, you need time you just, to figure out who you are and through a series of relationships find out what you like and what's good for you. I, like, also, you need enough time for life to have kicked your ass and to have kicked your spouse's ass to the point in which both of you are, like, kind of more down to earth. Because there's this thing that happens whenever you go from being a kid to an adult where um, you get out into the real world and realize how shit the world can be to you whenever you leave the protective bubble that your parents created for you. And you're still in that bubble when you're in college. Yes. But you really haven't 
suffered until you've worked one of the more shit jobs and you know you're months and months or years into it and you're struggling just to be able to eat and just everything is garbage and you start to realize oh shit maybe all my hopes and dreams will never happen and then there's just like something that breaks inside of you when that happens and I believe that exact moment when that thing inside you breaks when hope inside you withers up and dies that is the moment you become an adult right then <laughs> right there and only after you've crossed that bridge should you start looking for someone to marry because then you'll have more reasonable expectations and only right. look for people who have also crossed that bridge so that then you can be together and mend and try to uh, not kill yourselves together. That sounds, the, the, it sounds like you describing the moment in my life when I'll finally pull the lever for Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I wanted Bernie or Warren or Andrew Yang or that other lady. <laughs> yeah. Fine, Biden. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know, man. Already when it says that her husband was wildly in love with her and she's very blase about it, that's so <laughs> shitty to do to someone. Yeah. Oh, uh, when, when suggested she divorce and or leave her husband, Barbara refuses to let uh, anyone else uh, have him as their husband because she knows that she hit the jackpot in terms of husband material, except for his attractiveness for her, or tor for her attractiveness towards him. What are your thoughts on Barbara's situation? I've repeatedly told her that she's going to reach a point where she will break and cheat on him from the blue, but she's very firm about her morals and limits. Our thoughts is she's going to break. And also... Our thoughts is she doesn't have any morals because she's using somebody who absolutely loves her for their love, but she's not reciprocating. And he may love her now, but there, there may come a time when he leaves her because she's not reciprocating. And I guarantee... Yeah. Uh, if she's not if she's not banging him like and she's just like we'll never have a physical relationship again, he's gonna leave eventually. Like no one wants to be in that. Yeah, like he might be her jackpot, but she is his gold digger. So yeah, yeah, yeah. She's definitely not being his jackpot. Like right. Um, so and also, I had a slightly different thought of how this could be resolved. If like if he is obsessed with her and he will never ever leave her, then maybe if she wants to make this work for her, she should get her husband into cosplay. Just have him dress up as like really sexy anime characters and then bang him in costume. I guess they could. I was gonna say I guess they could open the marriage up, but it sounds maybe, like she, maybe she should experiment and find out if she's into like furry sex. That way, if he's in like a, a bear costume or something. Thing, then yeah, but would be it awesome. doesn't sound like she's willing to try. She just wants to use him. She doesn't seem like she loves him. She doesn't want anybody else to have him. But like, I mean, it's, it's his money that'll be buying the uh, the fox outfit or something. So, right, but I don't. I, it doesn't sound like she's interested in even doing that. You know what I mean? It doesn't sound like she I, wants she, to do. She any, might not have thought about it. Just float the idea. Like, have your husband dress up. No, but it doesn't sound like she wants to do anything for him. She just wants him to be there for her, and she's using his right. love as a means to keep him there, but not really putting anything in it. Right, but this is also for her, right? Because then she might find the uh, the fox uh, attractive, and then she'd be like, oh, yeah, cool, this works. I don't know, man. I think he should leave her, and I think somebody should tell him. I think someone should sit him down and be like, dude, your wife doesn't love you, um, and she's just using you. You need to leave her. Yeah. <clears throat> well, story number two, and uh, <clears throat> this is the fun one. Also, so many of our things are like, girl, you need to leave him, or like, man, you should leave. Like, we're just... Uh, our, our relationship advice is like leave mostly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's uh, it reminds me of the days of the shop when uh, pe people would bring them their computers and it was broken. Wesley's advice would always be, "Well, we'll just wipe the hard drive and start all over from fresh, or start all over fresh." That's been our uh, that's been uh, what we've done our entire lives. It's like, well, this there's a problem here, so what we're gonna do is burn everything to the ground and restart from scratch. Hey, you know what? I'm I'm more okay with that than you realize. 
Oh my God! Speaking of burning, I hadn't told you yet, Peter. Um, you remember my grandmother's house? Yeah. The one right down the road from uh mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, it just burned down like two nights ago. Oh, it finally burned down. Yeah. So there were two people living there, and they invested a lot of money in fixing it up. And, um, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but oh. They were gone at the time, like away to a horse show or something. So they weren't there when it burned. And I actually have a theory here, which I'm going to float on the podcast. See, they were upset living in that house because it was right on the side of the road and they hated all the traffic. They wanted to move um, elsewhere, but they couldn't, they tried to sell the house, but with the repairs, it was just too much for anyone to buy. Yeah. I think they burned it for the insurance money and they made sure that they were away at the time. So they'd have an alibi. They probably paid someone to burn it. Yeah. And that happens all the time. Like uh, you're, you're, uh, you're under a house or a business that you can't get out of. What do you do? You burn the shit down and listen, Arson inspections, like, it's arson is not an exact science, and right. if you have some basic fire knowledge, you can you can pretty you can set a fire pretty much anywhere and have it look like, especially in an old house. Yeah. As, as long as you set it in the right place and you're smart about it, this is a wiring. There's no way to tell. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like to imagine they kept my uh, grandmother's old collection of like lighter knot boards like somewhere, and then they just like also kept the old um, pilot light stove and it just like went out and boom in the middle I, of the night. <laughs> All the fire hazards that we're ever worried about getting grandma finally got them. <laughs> finally got the house. Well, good for them. You know what I mean? I think that's a fitting end to that creepy old house. I suppose. I'm a little sad though. It almost feels like a death in the family. Yeah, I like, would feel, I would feel, so long. I would feel worse for you except for the fact that they <laughs> bulldozed and burned my childhood forest. So, I don't know if you've been Didn't out. They? Yeah, I don't know if you've been out to my old house, but remember that giant pine forest? Yes. I yeah, was, we used to play out there all the time. Yeah, I was a child when they planted that. I remember. I feel like one of the Ents from Lord of the Rings. I'm like, I knew some of these trees from a pine cone. Anyway, <laughs> they clear cut the whole thing, scorched the earth, and we're going to put trailers on it. That was their plan. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So I yeah, know how you feel. I've already sucks. Yeah, I've already dried my tears and become hateful. A bitter old hateful and an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're already you're like, oh, I feel a little bad about it. I'm like, they scorched, I'm used to it. <laughs> you you have barely adapted to the anger. I was born in it, molded yeah, by it. Exactly. All right. So uh, James and his wife Diana live in a two bedroom apartment. Small. Uh they live in a small two bedroom apartment. Her brother it's spelled S-A-L, which I guess is Sal, but I like to say Saul. Saul just arrived with his wife and three kids from Europe to live in the U.S. Because he didn't get an apartment ahead of time, James offered the spare bedroom for his sister and her two younger kids. All right. The older kid... I already... Uh, sorry, the older kid what? The older kid's 19, and his dad are staying at a friend's couch. All right. So, I already like... They came from Europe without knowing where they're going to stay. Man... All right, either, number one, either these are the shittiest, dumbest people on the face of the earth, or their plan all along was to mooch. I think it was just a mooch, like, from the get-go. Now that you mentioned that, that sounds that sounds about right, Cause, considering what we're going to hear from these people in a bit. Because when I go to another country, you know what I generally have on my itinerary? Where I'm going to stay uh, yeah. in that country. Because I'm not from that country, I like to make arrangements to have somewhere to stay so I don't look like an Englishman in a comedy movie where I'm like, hello, does anybody bloody speak English around here? Like looking for a place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Oh, so anyway, I, I, I'm already like on the like, man, fuck Sal and his whole stupid family. 
Yep. So the older kid, who's 19, and his dad stayed on a friend's couch. My question here, though, just to interrupt the story, uh, that's couch singular? Are they both sleeping on one couch? Well, you know, I like it to is picture like, them both like sharing a couch. Couch surfing generally counts as like in and around the general couch area. It could be yeah, on so, the couch. It could be next to the couch. It could be a pull-out couch. You never know. But yeah, it's near around the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just like to imagine it being like a normal two-seater couch, and they're both like curled up around each other every night. Like an but anyway, <laughs> for over a month. James and Diana welcomed them into their little home, but with both of them having full-time jobs, uh, most of the time his sister-in-law and kids run the, uh, had the run of the house. She reorganized shit around the house and cleaned and cooked as a means of appreciation or putting their fa- fair way done. Uh, Saul never paid James for the use of the spare bedroom. James' wife was sick of having to come home and feeling as though she was stepping into someone else's space. Since her sister-in-law would, you know, she would have lunch and dinner ready for them, or for Saul and the older son. So already, like, yeah, all right, so cooking and cleaning, that's not, that's not the same. That's not pulling your weight. job. That's, yeah. that's, 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 that's trying to keep it equal. Cause I guarantee if you're home all day with like two kids, you probably make most of the mess. So cleaning yeah. is not doing something great. Cleaning is just you not being as shitty as you could be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, uh, though that does like actually make me think back to like the 1960s when the husband had one job that was able to pay for like a house, five kids, two cars and um, a second house just in case they get bored. Yeah. And then the wife would stay at home and do all the cooking and cleaning. I mean, but to be fair, back then, the house was probably much, much bigger. And also, the wife wasn't allowed to work. Yeah. This this person living here was allowed to work. They just chose not to. No, I get it, man. Like, you want your own space. And it's, you know, I've, I've lived in situations like this. Like, we were talking earlier for the podcast. Uh, one time, we had a two-bedroom apartment. And somehow, um, through friends, I believe, of Miguel's, uh, an entire family came to stay in our living room for like a week. And I, I when I and say I came fam- over to visit during that, so that was fun. So when I say family, I mean uh, grandparents, the couple with a newborn baby, um, their cousins, uh, some other child, like all on our living room floor. So uh, and out on the porch. I remember them being out on the porch mostly because they all smoked except for the baby, and I'm sure he just didn't have money to buy cigarettes yet. Yeah, probably. Anyway, that was horrible. So I imagine like that happening like this, but like. But forever. <laughs> yep. Picture that, but everywhere. <clears throat> After a month, Saul finally found a one-bedroom apartment uh, a few neighborhoods away from James and Diana. Jesus, it's been a fucking month. Like, that's a lot. Yep. But Saul's wife couldn't get over James' apartment. She would call all the time and say how they they should swap apartments since she had three kids and they didn't have right, any. This is why I wanted to pause earlier. Bitch, you don't have three kids. You have two kids and a 19-year-old. Also, yeah. again, look, you know, I understand that, that motherhood and stuff is a whole sacred thing and whatnot, but also I'm not on the hook because you decided not to wear a condom on three separate occasions. That was your choice. And you don't yep. get my apartment because you made that choice. Sorry, it's just yep. made me so... We've got three kids. Well, yeah. like I Talk said earlier, then. you know, the crazy thing about kids is, especially if they're not in school, they're real easy to make disappear. Do with that what you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, kids aren't as difficult to kill as an adult. So, yeah, you that's know, why they have protected... Fr- friendly advice. That's why they have protected status. That's why you can't stand your ground against a four-year-old. 
I mean, unless you're in Florida. I'm pretty sure it's still legal there. You might be able to get off in Florida if it's a black four-year-old, because, you know, Florida's super yeah. racist. Oh, definitely. But, uh, so, yeah, this is, um, this is where this family really starts to lose me, because it's like, you don't, you don't get to, to, to keep my place just because I let you stay here a bit, and you're the one that came over here without any place to live in the first place, and also, you don't have to stick to your current shitty one-bedroom apartment. Find a different one. You don't, like, keep looking. You know how in one month you found that one? Maybe in two months you'll find a two-bedroom, right? You know, like, is America, this is land, land of opportunity. Go somewhere if, else. If you spent as much time looking for a new apartment as you did trying to steal mine, then maybe you'd have one by now. Yeah, it just makes yeah. you know, as 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 a representative, as representatives of the people who have historically stolen land from other people, it really it really rankles me when someone wants to take my apartment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I do not like I do not like the payback. You know. Yeah, yeah, it'd be like if um, Benefield called you from his current house and said, we should switch rooms. I'd be like, no, and then I would change my number. <laughs> yeah, like, have they considered that, just changing their phone number? Like, yeah, I mean, I know this guy's your brother, but I'd be like, we, I'm going to stop talking to him. Yeah. Okay. To make matters worse, she, there's there's more about them swapping apartments. Uh, to make matters worse, she would complain about rent. Uh, James' apartment has two bedrooms, but Saul is paying three hundred dollars more. Yeah, it sounds like Look, Saul just doesn't know how to negotiate. Whose fault is that? Saul's. Uh, he doesn't like the location and the heat's too low. Uh, James and his wife tried to get her to understand that they've been in the apartment for 15 years, which explains why the price is less than theirs. This is why I don't like Europeans. You know, yep. they are, you, you, we talk about entitled people. I live in New York, so I am, I am intimately familiar with European tourists. You want to talk about the most entitled, annoying people on the face of the planet? Get behind a group of European tourists anywhere. You know, they like to talk yep. about Americans are loud and this, that, and the other. Yeah, well, at least we know how to use a sidewalk, you fucking Euro trash. Yeah, I mean, colonization was a thing for a long time for a reason. They really like to take stuff that's uh, not theirs. I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I, I, you know, I feel I'm sure there's very nice people from Europe that visit, but I always, I always run into the really annoying Europeans to the point at which I yelled at some French people once, "Get the fuck out of the <laughs> way, you hot dog eating motherfuckers!" Because um, awesome. they were blocking up a whole sidewalk. They had just gotten like street hot dogs, and they were all just standing around eating street hot dogs, but in a way that no one could get by on the sidewalk. And I was in a hurry, <laughs> so I just busted through them like a bowling ball. I was wondering about the you hot dog eating motherfuckers. It's like, is that a French stereotype? It is Maybe? now. It is now for I, me. I, I decided to. I decided that it is. <laughs> okay. So here's the fun part. During the Christmas break, James and Diana decided to do a road trip to Tennessee to visit her family. Uh, Saul's wife heard this and asked if they could stay in James' apartment to house sit and recover from colds that they got. Diana <laughs> is saying, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Diana is saying no from the start, but James thinks that it'll cause a problem with his brother if he tells him no, and I don't want your family to stay in our place while we're away. Well, no, tell him that, right? Like, just be like, nah, tell him, um, uh, you tell, tell him that you're, lie, tell him that you're fumigating <laughs> it while they're gone, and yeah. it's just going to be full of bug dust that'll yeah. kill you, you tell, and your kids. You tell James if he says yes, then he'll be divorced. <laughs> yes. I'd be like, it's going to cause a problem with me if you say yes, you son of a bitch. Just, just, just lie and say you're bug bombing it if you don't want to tell them, no, you're creepy. Get away from our place. I'd set off bug bombs too, just in case they didn't believe me and came over. I could, I, you can buy bug bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just like poison all the food in the fridge, and that way, if their kids die, you could be like, aha, you did stay in our place. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, 
maybe don't actually poison their kids. That's not that that's that's Wesley's advice, not mine. Anyway, <laughs> Diana thinks it's wrong for them to be in her space. For one thing, it's different when they stayed in the spare bedroom, but for them to want to live as though it's their apartment, in her bedroom, in her sheets, that was just disgusting and shameless. What should James do? James, bug vomit. Yeah, bug vomit. James, buddy, talk to your brother and tell him he's being an asshole. That's insane. Because you know what it is? It's like that episode of The Simpsons where the carnies took over fucking Homer's house. Yeah, that's true. If you let these fuckers in, they're going to be like, mm, sorry, we live here now, and like change all the locks and shit. Do not yeah. let them in. Like, they mm. want your apartment. They have designs on it. This is the perfect... Imagine if you let them stay over the holidays or you're in Tennessee, you're going to come back and they'll move all their shit in and they'll move all your shit into their apartment. Yar. Fuck that, dude. Um, yeah, what should James do? James should either learn to love his wife or to let her go because she is going to leave his ass. Mm. Yep. Also, you're in a partnership, so you really got you got to pay. I'm sorry if it's going to cause it might cause a problem with your brother. Like what? What are they going to say? Were they going to take you to small claims court? They can try, but they wouldn't have like a case. That would just be like a fun episode of Judge Judy. Yeah, 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 Anna, yeah, Anna here, yeah, Anna. Listen, let, let me do like a southern accent. Your, your Anna, your Anna, your Anna. Now listen here, we came and we stayed at these people's apartments, and now they won't let us keep it. Yeah, come on. I um. I get it, man. Like, confrontation's tough, especially among family, but I think if you're fair and firm and compassionate, but you're, like, firm, you're like, no. Uh, I know that you want our apartment, and I'm very sorry uh, that you don't like your current apartment, but to guilt us like this after all we've done for you into uh, giving you our apartment for no good reason, uh, it's just wrong. You're taking advantage of our hospitality, and you're causing a rift in the family. Yar. Also, okay. I would, yeah, fuck it. I would, I would, maybe I would just throw a bug bomb in their face every time I saw them. That, yeah, that might also be another good one. We haven't given what Wesley would say to any of this. I just realized. But um, how do you think Wesley would handle it? I don't know. I think if you wanted to fucking house sit at Wesley's place, he would probably be like, oh, come on over. But, you know, uh, <laughs> Dad's having an episode again, and he keeps finding <laughs> shotguns even though we take them away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like how babies find pacifiers in the couch after you take their pacifier yeah. away. Yeah, just imagine his dad's like. He reached into the cans that are all over the over the living room floor. There's so many of them, we can't throw them all out. He just reached right down in there and pulled out another shotgun. Yeah. I don't know how he keeps finding them. <laughs> oh, what you do? Sorry, you might, you, might, you might get shot, but sure, come on over. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. make you some pizza bread. <laughs> Go to Wesley's apartment so you can recover from your colds. <laughs> also, these. Should. These what you should do, I'll tell you in Wesley's voice, oh, what you should do, you need to get like a Labrador retriever, right? And then ask them if you can keep it at their place. And then you bring it to their place and just let it loose. Yeah, yeah, or a uh, pit bull or something, you know, like a pit bull has been abused. Just be like, can you keep my dog for me? <laughs> yep. <laughs> don't tell them that you, don't tell them you just literally rescued uh, <laughs> a, a, a traumatized pit bull from the pound. Just be like, oh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't need any house to but if you could dog sit and just keep my dog at your place and then just drop it off. <laughs> <laughs> then never come back and get it. Exactly, exactly. Turnabout's fair game, and now they get to live with the dog. And uh, we're running low on time, so let's jump into number three. Number three. You want to do uh, three? You want me to do it? <clears throat> uh, you can do this one. Ah, oh, fucking Margaret. All right. <clears throat> 
Barry has a co-worker named Margaret, who's this hippie white liberal. I don't know why she has to be white, but I feel like you could have guessed she was white without the rest of this. Uh, she's the most eco-conscious person he's ever met. Not only is she always spouting about the environment, but she's super critical about individuals' decisions and actions. For example, Barry brings his lunch with a disposable plastic Tupperware, and she told him how much better it'd be if he just invested in a reusable container. Or when he finished his can of Pepsi and put it in the wrong trash can for recycling... Margaret sent out an email to the staff saying how more aware of recycling they should be and named Barry in the email as what not to do. Uh, another that's, time... That's crazy. <laughs> like, first of all, we were talking about this in the pre-show. I thought Tupperware was reusable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right? we're just like, like, have we been doing Tupperware wrong the whole time? <laughs> like, I mean, are, are we are we just like crazy people? Like if someone just kept reusing a, an empty can of Pepsi? It's like, what do you mean you're not supposed to refill it? I just, I'm supposed to throw it away? That's, what? I mean, I, uh, have we been doing that with Tupperware? Maybe I don't know, or maybe Barry really is that bad for the environment. <laughs> as soon as throwing away um, usable or like reusable Tupperware, he just uses it once and just tosses straight in the trash. Barry's, Barry's car <laughs> runs so, out of. So Barry's, expensive to take my lunch to work, but oh well, I need a new one every day. Barry's car runs out of gas. He just abandons it on the side of the road and buys a new one. <laughs> yeah, yep. you know those cars. You get about thirty miles and then they just don't work anymore. <laughs> Good thing he lives like a mile from work, so he can make it a month between maybe, cars. Maybe he is the asshole. So another time, he parked his car, and she arrived with her bike, and she said, you could save the earth and lose that gut if you biked like me. Oh, man, right there I'd be like, I'm sorry. What did you say, bitch? Uh, she, she could uh, she could uh, lose that attitude and not lose her teeth if she wants to uh, be like me. Yeah, uh, or you could you, you keep riding your bike, and I'll fucking run you over in this non-eco-friendly car, you fucking white liberal fucking bitch. I mean, like, if she talked to me like that, that would make me... You know those assholes in the South, mostly, that um, do what's called rolling coal, where they hook up their um, vehicles to, like, belch uh, massive amounts of CO2 into the air as they drive? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would want to get one of those trucks and just roll coal right up to her front door and just, like, do willies out there in her front front lawn and then drive all the way to work and be like, see you at work, Margaret! Yeah. And uh, also convince everyone else to do the same. It's a fucking bitch. So like I finally get those rolling coal people. I understand where they're coming from. Also, why did you have to name them in the email? What an asshole. Yeah, I would have sent another email back. Like I told you in the pre-show, uh, I would have shit in the recycling, and then I would have sent another email saying, uh, can uh, Margaret stop shitting in the recycling? Um, it's really gross, and it really doesn't help. Uh, maybe you know we could put that in the compost, but but really, people should stop shitting in the recycling bin. I'm talking about you, Margaret. <laughs> yeah, all and, right. So uh, Barry cares about the earth, but this woman makes him want to be the worst. Yeah, I love the earth, too. This also makes me want to be an eco-offender. I want to spite her, and I don't even know her. Um, He's tried several times to ask her to tone down the Save the Earth preaching. Uh, She's better than thou attitude, but she is set on her view. It's not about the viewpoint. We all agree. It is not about the viewpoint. It's about how she behaves. This This is about someone being on your nuts. And I don't yep. mean that in a uh, you you don't have to be a man to have somebody stepping on your dick like right. this is you don't this need is, to be a man to taste soy sauce with your nuts. This is <laughs> this is a human a universal human issue where someone is standing on your I guess your woman someone's standing on your labia. Either way, uh, yep. fuck Margaret. Like he just I don't know, man. Uh, the la- the labia can taste soy sauce too. Uh, it's the, the 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 reader asks. They say, does she recognize how she puts people off recycling? Uh, being more eco-conscious, how should Barry address this psychotic co-worker who goes out of her way to make everyone feel like shit for not eating dirt and walking around in bare feet? 
Uh, well, if she's walking around bare feet, I got you right there. Oh, no. Maybe I keep dropping my glass bottle. Whoops. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, take that, barefoot bitch. Because you never get all the glass up, you know? Um, right. But fuck, oh, fuck her, man. Like, I would just tell her straight up, like, fuck you. Don't talk to me. We are not friends. Uh, and if you talk, if you name me in another email, I'm going to take, I'm taking you to HR for a hostile work environment. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Fuck that bitch. You know what I mean? Like, and also, like we said earlier, and this is what makes me really, really upset. Um, the biggest problem with environmental pollutions, uh, is multinational corporations and third world countries that are going through their developing stage, right? Right. So like like uh, 80 to eight, that's like 80% of the pollution. So it's not like, you know what? Pat, we could have a nice earth, but fucking Barry and his <laughs> sandwiches. Uh, and most recycling that happens in America is bullshit anyway. It doesn't actually help yeah. anything. Yeah, like so that's, the, that's... With the lone exception of aluminum cans, uh, everything else is just a waste. Like, most... Recycling actually isn't helping anything. It's providing factories and stuff with, like, you know, reused plastic to make bags with, but that doesn't actually help anything. We have tons and tons of room for a landfill and keeping that like very far away from drinking water and anything that could be um bad for the environment but of course thanks to people like trump loosening regulations like um it's okay to just piss in the uh the water now or pour chemicals directly into the water now but maybe it's... maybe they won't be necessarily pushed like way off to the side but still <laughs> but it's very but it's, but it's very regulation small. there's tons of there's tons of room to store trash uh recycling plastics is not helping the environment was the point i was getting to with that uh, it's different materials to make um, plastic bottles with, but it's not. But making it from new plastic is not going to be any worse for the environment. As also, making it from old plastic. Here's the thing: you want to help. Aluminum is the only thing that's worth recycling, and you can know this because it's the only thing where there's any value in doing it. It's. I call it. You want to be the. You want to make a change in the world. He, all right. Oh, so Barry's got these plastic things. All right. Here's what I would do. I roll up to Barry. I go, Hey, Barry. Um, I don't mean to intrude or anything until you live your life, but. Um, I actually got an extra one of these reusable, eco-friendly things. Uh, just figure, you know, uh, I don't need it. It's an extra. Um, but here you go if you want it, man. Uh, it's all yours, and you know, it's a little more eco-friendly, and, you know, it makes yeah, me happy that it. I can help out the earth. You know what I mean? Like, how it's... much more likely would Barry be to use that than her just being yeah. shitty to him? Yeah, like, she needs to stop being so smarmy to people and start, you know, acting... Act, act like a nice person. Just don't be an asshole. You you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Yeah. She needs to remember that if she wants to see any changes around there. Well, I think be like my... the nicest person ever, and then everyone would feel bad if they don't, you know, yeah. recycle properly. I think my... even though recycling is bullshit, it'll still make her feel better. I think my 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 greatest advice to Barry is to take her fucking bike and throw it in the closest river or body of water that you can find. <laughs> And then when she comes to look for a bike, you can just leave her a little treasure map. I'm like, this is where your bike is. <laughs> it could be a fun game between you two. Every time she comes out, her bike is now in another body of water, and there's a little treasure map. It'd be fun, right? Arr! Leave her a little pirate hat, you know? <laughs> and an eye patch made yeah. from recycled plastic. Thar be your bike. <laughs> Polluting the nation's waterways. Yar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fuck her, man. Like, I don't talk to people that say shit like so, that. Like, if someone was like, mm, if you rode your bike, you'd lose that gut. I'd be like, yeah, well, I'm going to use this gut to karate chop you in the face. And when she's like, that doesn't make sense, I'll already be moving in for the karate chop. Yep. 
All right. Speaking of karate chops, we have uh, eight minutes, so or less. All right. Uh, so impeachment news. So to answer some questions about impeachment, I think people are still a little bit confused. Um, right now, Trump has been impeached in the House, which means the House has gone, you're a bad boy. And so then it goes to the Senate to decide what his punishment should be. So if you've been impeached as president uh, by the House, it doesn't actually do anything. There's no repercussions yep. for you. You don't lose any of your presidential powers. You're not put in, like, the phantom zone, which I think would be way better, you know, if while the Senate's having their hearing, you're put in the phantom zone. So uh, what it's going to come down to is the Senate is now deciding uh, what his punishment should be. Um, no one, it's it's pretty well divided in the Senate, and they hold a majority. So chances are uh, Democrats are going to vote remove. Uh, if Mitch McConnell pushes it forward like he wants, He'll push the vote through. All the senators will stay in line on the Republican side and vote to acquit. No consequences will be uh, uh, happen because of his impeachment, and he will go on uh, to continue being a psychopath. Yep. So, like, yeah, that's it. Um, Trump really is above the law as long as um, the Republicans yeah. are putting party over country. I will say so we're, we're seeing... That's it. I really want to see Adam Schiff run for president now. It, uh, we, it goes back to an episode we made a long time ago titled uh, King Trump is Above the Law, where I declared that King Trump is above the law because in reality, King Trump is above the law. Well, there's a lot of really great arguments that are happening right now because remember, uh, he pulled out all like the worst people from the 90s, like Ken Starr, who was all about impeaching Clinton, who's now Trump's defense. Uh, uh, there was an uh, illegal... The, the, there was, the not Johnny Cochran person that defended um, OJ. Yeah, there was a legal argument they pulled out the other day where they were saying the Constitution is not constitutional. Yeah. Um, I, I like what... Um, Roy Moore, or Roy Moore. I like what, uh, fuck, what's his name? The guy that, um... I was like, what did Roy Moore say? <laughs> Roy Moore said nothing. God, what's the guy's name? Ah, uh, he's, um, a film director known for being, like, liberal. He did Fahrenheit 9-11. Oh, Michael Moore. Michael Moore. I was thinking, yeah, Roy Moore, Michael Moore. That's where I got the, it confused. Michael Moore said something the other day that gave me hope, though I don't really believe him. He does say that he does think that it's not impossible that Trump would be removed because he says what needs to happen is we need to actually have witnesses testify. Yeah. And then they'll bring and one of the witnesses well, at least needs to be asked, you know, what else is on that server? Remember the server that Trump hid the phone call on just yeah. to sort of suppress the evidence there? Right. What else is he hiding? Do you really think that's the only criminal thing he's hiding there? If they reveal, because under oath, these people that work for Trump would have to answer what else is on that. Right. And some of them, such as John Bolton, would say what else is on there, and then we'd get so much more criminal. Well, that's why acts they're, they're trying to be there's revealed. A, there's a big. Fight, yeah, that's why right? they're trying to suppress any yeah. and all witnesses and evidence. The like Senate Mitch McConnell does, wants no witnesses, yeah. no evidence, nothing. Yep, he wants a straight vote based on what the House did. Uh, and right now it doesn't look like any, any senators will move, but there is movement in should we have witnesses. I think people are getting curious, and that's where you're, the battle is right now. Can you get witnesses? If you get witnesses, will it reveal enough stuff that will actually force the Senate to kind of like change ideas, right? And right. so it depends on if McConnell has enough juice to push the vote through, which I think he probably does, but that's where the chance lies. Can you pull witnesses, and will they drop more bombshells that might tip some senators into removing voting to remove him yep so that's where we're at with impeachment right now and it continues on uh adam schiff what a wonderful human being made some great speeches uh he's he gonna did. be he's gonna be publicly executed when trump just becomes king for sure 
Yeah, definitely. He actually did a really good job, though. I was very impressed with him. Yeah, because the whole point is, like, they, they're trying to paint it as a partisan hit job. This has nothing to do with partisan politics. You've made it partisan by absolutely supporting this guy no matter what he does, but it's about the system and the rule of law. I wouldn't, if this was Obama, I wouldn't support him, you know? If this was any other beloved fucking president, if this was Lincoln, I wouldn't be like, mm, I don't know, guys. I'd be like, no, this is fucked up. You shouldn't do this. Yep. So right now there's something trending because uh, John Bolton just released a, um, a new book that basically says, yeah, Trump's guilty of everything do and you, more. Do you think that Bolton and, actually wants to testify? Or do you I think that fucking Bolton just wants to sell books? Well, he definitely wants to sell books. Um, he's probably going to be willing to testify. And if they call him to, he'll pretty much have to. But Trump's trying to, like, block him already, which um, is spectacular because it's like a, a quadruple threat to uh, America's integrity. I was uh, I saw someone talking about it earlier. It was like it would be a suppression of freedom of speech. It'd be a suppression of only the Senate having the right to um, hold impeachment. It would be a suppression of a couple of other things I can't remember offhand. Well, I don't but, know yeah, how... it would just it, it would destroy the powers that uh, are supposed to be concentrated outside of the presidency and just consolidate everything into the presidency, making Trump even more of a king and a tyrant. Well, how would he block a private citizen from testifying in a Senate hearing? I don't understand that. I mean, he's blocked a shitload of people already. He's blocked all of his own men. But yeah, uh, but, if just... you're, but the thing is, Bolton was fired, so if you don't work for him, what, what can he do like to block you? Like, There's no legal recourse Besides I mean, him, he could fear for his life because Trump has threatened like people's homes, their families. He could go after people that Bolton loves. He can do a lot whenever you're president. You can do a lot. Yeah, I guess, but that would make me more determined to testify if someone was and like... And there, there's also those two creepy goons that um, one of them's uh, been uh, been squilling lately. The hired so, goons? So many creepy hired goons. I, yeah. the, I can't remember their names, but it was like two of them that worked directly for um, Rudy Giuliani, and they said that they felt like 007 working for the president. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, yep, that's where we're at impeachment. So uh, we'll see if uh, the nation falls apart first or if the coronavirus uh, gets to us. Yay, coronavirus. Our one hope for Trump not killing us all. <laughs> It'll be a super virus get us. Well, uh, I guess until next time, uh, stop trying to take other people's apartments, you greedy assholes. Thank <laughs> you.